Yo, it's Billy. Uh, one of the things I love the most about Coffee Talk is that we get to be honest. You know, so many times in life, I think we all put up pretenses or we put on our best face. And the whole theme of this podcast is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. It's honest conversations with each other. And over the last two years, which is about how long the podcast has been going, we've had some really powerful moments, emotional moments on this podcast. There's been moments where we were crying. I think there were moments where we couldn't even catch our breath. We were crying so hard. Uh, moments that we were very vulnerable. Moments where we kind of, I don't know, can you bleed on a microphone, metaphorically speaking? And um, what we've done with this episode is we've gone back through the archives and we've pulled out some of those those very, very moving moments. And at the very least, I know they're going to inspire you. Most likely they're going to encourage you um, and remind us of what's most important in life. Um, I don't know what you're going through today, but I hope that this podcast moves you, inspires you to keep going because there is hope for the future. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. Babe, maybe talk a little bit about, you know, this last two years or whatever, I know you've gone through some pain and uh, personally, and we've gone through it together. We do it all together. And you were there for me in my dark hours. And I, and I thank God I could be there for you in your dark hours. We, it, we both, there were dark hours for both of us in both totally. times, but maybe some of the things that you've learned from that or some of your experiences. Yeah, it was about a year ago, a year ago, um, about the season that it was probably the darkest time of my life personally. personally I'll probably yeah. get, <laughs> get emotional, but I think over the years, the five-year period, you, I had heart surgery, your dad died, I think that's the order, and then our dad died, heart surgery, and then our daughter, Serenity, had brain surgery. I was born with hydrocephalus, right? And then uh, coming out of uh, a church that was not a little bit controlling, and we moved from Atlanta to, to Seattle, and I think a year ago, I, I had one of the worst fights of our life, and it was really because of all of me. I mean, there was obviously takes two to fight, but I had, I had not dealt with some pain in my life and personal pain, pain that we as women don't talk about. Um, it was the kind of, kind of season for me where I, I grew up in a great house and a Christian family, but I had some real trust issues. And for all the girls out there, they're all going to be like, and so do I. Hmm. But it was the kind of trust issues where it wasn't like I didn't believe someone when they said something. It was just that it was this internal uh, uh, angst inside of me where it projected um, suspicion. It projected distrust really solely with you. It did, it did in the last year start coming out with my kids a little bit, but it was really, it was wearing you down. And I think we would fight through it and then we'd be okay for a while. So finally, I, I mean, if I can say it, it, everything just hit the fan, you know, and um, you just said enough is enough. And I, I really knew at that point it was, I'm like, whatever is wrong with me, I'm going to figure this out. And I came to the end of myself of, um, you know, trying to fix myself. Um, not that I, I knew I couldn't fix myself, but I thought, oh, I don't need outside counsel. I have good friends. I have family and people who did speak into my life. But that was the first time I really got um, counseling for the very first time. Um, we had gone to marriage counseling a couple times. It was right. great, but I hadn't done something on an ongoing basis. And I would just say to anyone who's listening, go get counseling. I'm so grateful that I'm about to be 40 and that I, 
I started dealing with this stuff now. And it's like, it was like I needed to peel back the layers of my heart. I had a trust issue from my childhood. I had things that were affecting me and I couldn't grow. It was like I got to a certain point in my journey, in my marriage, in my life, with work, everything. I couldn't get past that barrier. And it was until I really just let it all just kind of hang out in the best way possible and started working towards peeling back the layers of my heart and, and asking the tough questions like, why am I not trusting my husband? Why do I, you know, project suspicion? Why do I feel this way? And I came to a place where um, I think God really met me and it was a painful, it's always so hard to take the time to look deep within your soul. And if, if you're there right now, or if you've been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's easy to kind of just fix some things and kind of move on with life. And I had kids very young. I, I, had a successful business and things, you know, were awesome, but I never gave myself permission to start looking at things in me. And you were, you went through so many years of pain and we personally did as a family. It was almost like, okay, I could finally give myself permission to get help. And I did, I did. And it was a game changer. I had to do whatever it took to get the necessary help. And I think a lot of people can relate with what you're saying, regardless of their situations. And I, I love the fact that, um, first of all, I love you, and I'm so grateful for you. And I, and this season was hard for both of us, and um, you know, I fell more in love with you as you just owned the fact, first of all, that you can't fix yourself, and I think we all need to own that fact in life. And then also that you had done some things that had really hurt us. You know, and I, I, certainly I had too. And someone told me one time, just do the the next right thing. Don't try to do everything. Don't try to fix everything. Don't try to look at everything. Just do what's next. And for me, that was what it was. It's like, okay, I need to figure out why I feel this way all the time. I want to figure out why I struggle with the trust issue. And it was the next thing. And I think for me, it was like taking one step in front of the other to heal my soul in areas that I had never really given myself permission to do so. Remember when Serenity, speaking of Serenity, was diagnosed with hydrocephalus in the womb. And they told us that she probably would have Down syndrome, probably there'd be mental retardation, she'd be physically disabled, and none of that happened. But remember when we got the news? Oh my gosh. Serenity is brilliant. She has she gets straight A's in school. She's downstairs right now studying geometry. She's brilliant. She's an athlete. She's a musician. She's the life of the party. She's I mean but remember in those moments when you're like, it could never get better. I remember when my mom and I got in a car accident. We almost died. And I remember thinking my mom's, I killed my she mom. She was thrown across yeah, and four lanes It's in those highway. moments. It, we yeah. have to remind ourselves. There's this verse in scripture that says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Meaning like, whatever you allow your thoughts to dwell on, that is where you will end up. That's right. And we just have to choose um, to remind ourselves, remember the good but it doesn't negate that it's hard and it's painful and i think that remembering is what gets me through the day it gets me through that hour it's crazy one hour i'm like losing my mind the next hour i'm good four hours later it's all over again man it is an emotional roller coaster is it not like it is just it the highs and lows are so um devastating in fact they're devastating like how can you in one moment be like we're gonna take on the world and the next moment like i i can't even get up you know like it's just it's these devastating moments and i think um 
and you know, I was going to say something, but I, I don't want to. I kind of want to stay gen, generic on where we're at. But can I say this too? I've learned this in 43 years, and so these three things that we're talking about, I don't know if it's a formula. It's served us for 43 years. It's serving us again, and I and I have faith that it will continue to serve us as we literally walk through what is a very, very hard time right now. Um, here I go again, almost crying. Um, don't you cry? If you cry and I cry, then we're in trouble. Wait, I'm trying not to. Um, is be careful what kind of music you listen to. Um, and um, honestly, like I'm not listening to sad music. <laughs> I'm not. It's kind of random, but, uh, no, but it's I, real. Because it, 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 it gets your thing, right? Vic knows what I'm saying. If there's artists out it's there. It's like it when gets, you break up with your boyfriend, you like want to listen to all the love songs. But no, here's the thing. There's something <laughs> like, don't about- Don't do that. There's something like grief that's like a warm blanket that you put on and you can kind of like, it kind of comforts you. And if you listen to sad music, it can it, it, it dictates the path of your thoughts. So I'm not listening to upbeat music. I don't I can't, I don't have it in me, but I'm listening to mm-hmm. music that is inspiring to me. I've been listening to a lot of Kanye's album, Jesus is King. I've been listening to songs, um, some of the old hymns. I've been listening to songs that are, have no Christian affiliation at all, but they're just, they're songs that are of, of inspiration. Um, I mean, uh, Big Sean's One Man Can Change the World. Like, you know, you'd be like, that guy is so explicit. Well, that song is really ministering to me right now. You know, I think... Music that will inspire you, encourage you, at least point your emotions in the right direction. I still cry during those songs, but it's not this, it's not this lonesome, despairing cry. Like one song I'm not listening to, it came on my playlist is Say Something, I'm Giving Up on You. You know, like, 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 oh, new next track. Like, say something, I'm giving up to you. Like, you know, I just choose your songs because I think it's like, Remembering the good. It goes good. to tell you how powerful music is, right? Yeah. I mean, like, gosh. Um, secondly, remind yourself it's temporary. Life is a series of seasons, right? And um, seasons, by definition, are temporary. They don't stay forever. They'll never stay. Um, and so if you're going through a hard season, and just remind yourself, I keep reminding myself, a year, I said to you, a year from now, we'll look back on this. And... We'll, maybe we'll laugh. I can't imagine laughing. I just, honestly, I'm about to cry thinking about. <laughs> Can you talk? <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I start I talking. This, <laughs> you know what, Vic the Sound Can you just do your job She's here? the only stable person right now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, I can't imagine laughing, but we will. Or at the very least, it won't be as big. Be grateful. You'll look back. You know, I keep, mm-hmm. I told a friend today, I said, I just know at the deepest part of my soul that this is all going to make sense at some point. And I'm going to look back in 12 months and be like, there it is. There it is. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. And when you're in it, though, you got to remind yourself when you get past this, you're going to look back and you might even thank God. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think it's temporary. It's temporary. And, I remember, I remember years ago, years and years ago, going through a tough season, um, maybe similar to this, but not as not as similar, more of a frustrating season, you know, um, not as much as a devastating season. And a great man said to me, he's like, don't despise the season you're currently in. It qualifies you for the next. Yeah, it was my dad. That's the truth. And I don't think he said it that articulate. He wasn't the most, Vic's looking at me like, that's in that. You, he you, wasn't the most, but that's, that's, how I remember, that's how I remember it. Um, he's literally, that was the gist of it. He's like, don't despise the season you're in. It qualifies you for the next. I think instead of me like wallowing in this temporary season, it's like, what do I need to learn from it? How can I grow in it? 
That's what we need to do. I think some Christians are in seasons. How can prepare you for the next? And I think some believers out there, and I know a lot of Christians and followers of Jesus would listen to this podcast. Thanks. And I know a lot who aren't listening to this podcast. All are welcome. But some Christians are praying like, God, take me out of the season. God, rest me out of the season. Can I just say, maybe the reason he hasn't done that, because you're praying the wrong prayer. God actually works in seasons. Life unfolds. That's the truth. In seasons, temporary seasons. Winter doesn't last forever. Thank God. Summer, I wish it would last forever. It doesn't. Like seasons change. And Quite honestly, their timetable has no respect f- for our opinion. Like <laughs> the leaves are falling outside right now during fall, there's and I didn't have to remind them or tell them like right. they're going to do it. And then the snow is going to fall and the temperature is going to drop. There's nothing I can do to stop it. I can fight it, but I'll die fighting it. Like if I go out there in my Speedo and try and defy winter, it won't happen, right? Like I'll die trying to fight the season. The goal isn't to fight the season, get mad at the season. The goal is to... Learn what you have to in the season you're in. So if you're in a tough season, we're in a tough season, right? Um, Take heart. It won't last forever. Mm -hmm. You will look back. You will move on. You will get through it. Um, Today. Today. I'm excited to talk about this. What a day. This topic on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Um, Let's see. It It was a unique Sunday for me. Very unique. This last Sunday, I went to church. Many of people that are listening to this will go to church on a Sunday morning, or you don't have to go on Sunday, but you know, even if you don't profess to be a Christian, a lot of people just kind of go to church, church to make you feel good. I went to church for the first time in 21 years on a Sunday, um, not being on staff at a church. I've, I was doing the math. I've always been on staff at a church for the last 21 years. So every time I've gone to church, I've done so as a staff member. I'm currently in a season um, where I am, I guess, technically unemployed. I mean, not technically. I'm, I'm legitimately unemployed. That's the word on the street. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I heard about it on the street. Um, you know what I mean? Pick the sound check. I am in mourning here. Um, and for those of you that would know us and maybe would be part of the community, we're in, in Seattle or Los Angeles. Um, just so you, you know, and um, I say this with, I think, all due respect. But, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was let go from my job at the church where I serve. And just, can I just come right off the bat and say, and this is about three weeks ago, no animosity, right? Um, life is way too short. I refuse to resent. I refuse to get bitter. Bitter does nothing for me. Like if I'm right. going to get bitter, all it does is hurt me. Um, I'm, we're just not going to go down like that. I have no intentions of fading into the sunset and nursing my wounds. Um, God is good. I love the church. I still love the church we go to. I went there on Sunday morning. Uh, we have relationships that go way beyond a job. Mm-hmm. And so um, so there's some hurt to it. And if um, if you listen to a podcast we did, an episode we did a few weeks ago called Sunglasses in Advil, I think you caught us right in the middle of that hurt, yeah, which I think was great. Time. And we are committed to having honest, real conversations. That's what this is about. That's what you're going to get here. I don't know how to fake it, babe. Either do you. Yep. And I love that about us. And so we refuse to fake it. And... Um, so yeah, it's, it's surreal. It's the first time in my adult life, if I'm thinking about it, that I've been unemployed. Crazy. I've always gone from job to job to job or position to position, but I've never literally been unemployed. And, um, I think I wanted to talk about that. And I I posted this quote, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. It said, fear is inevitable. Fear is inevitable. Panic is optional. Fear is inevitable panic is optional. And I think the first part for me 
upon the news of being let go from a position I've held for 13 years was to freaking panic. Can I, a full disclosure, and to be totally honest, uh, I got to be honest, I actually stepped down from an executive role that I held at, at this organization um, a few months ago, asked to step down for various reasons, maybe the number one being like, it just wasn't a good fit for me anymore. I can't do well being stressed out. And so, um, and the whole intent, you know, I for, for sure thought that w- I would go on to be do, repositioned. Yeah, maybe do another role in our mm-hmm, community. And that was sure. the thought. And that was initially kind of what everyone was thinking. And then um, the, the decision was made to let me go. So that hurt. And hurt is real. And I think we'll talk about that a little bit. And we've talked about that a lot in these podcasts. But I think we can get over that hurt. Um, and where I'm at right now is like, okay, for the first time in my life, I can actually relate with people unemployed. I can relate with people that are like, what am I going to do? And I mean, I think the first thing we did upon the news a few weeks ago was we um, got the family together and we decided to get out of town, mm-hmm. which I think was brilliant. Don't you? It was. It was a lifesaver for me. We were kind of in shock. Yeah, for sure. And the hardest part of this to navigate would be the relational dynamic. That's the most difficult part. Yeah. And But we will navigate it. Like, here's the thing, man. And I don't know what you're going through in your life, but don't allow life circumstances and hurts in life and what are perceived as injustices in life. And there's two sides to every story. So please, I'm not trying to make a case for anything. Um, don't allow that to ruin relationships. If you can salvage relationship, my God, do it. Like, do it. It's all we kind of can take with us. That's exactly right. Is relationships we have. Now, I will say not every relationship is salvageable in life. Sometimes wrongs are done, and the very most we can do to some people is just wish them well, and, you know, but that's it, and the the relationship kind of ends, you know. I certainly hope that's not the case with this, and um, I don't want to say it's just a job because it certainly wasn't just a job for me, and the way I'm talking may come off like, dude, does he even care? I so care. It's been three weeks well, of I mourning. Mean, you yeah. could hear our podcast and go back and listen to yeah. Sunglasses and But I also believe there's a time to grieve and there's a time to mourn and there is a time to get up and get going. Yep. And we got a lot of life in front of us. I'm very the excited for the yet. future. Yep. Um, and so we got away for a few days with the family, took the kids. Vic the sound chick came. She's like she's like a she's like a daughter to me. Uh, <laughs> You're one of the kids, you know. Um and it was great. We played some board games. We, we cried a little bit. We ate some great food. We went on hikes. We were up in the mountains. Um, we sat by fireplaces till late at night. It was mm-hmm. wonderful. That's great. And then, um, and then we came back, right? And we just began to kind of process what life will look like for us. For me, panic set in. For a moment, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Fear is inevitable. Panic is optional. I think life is made up of fearful moments and you can't get rid of them and you can't avoid them. It's impossible, by the way. Um, you can't escape fear. But panicking is, is, is a choice. I think we can either give way to panic mm-hmm. or we can step into purpose. Well, the funny thing is, for my birthday, I'm getting a tattoo. I thought I knew yeah, what I wanted. A tattoo. I are thought a I knew sin, what I wanted. Bro. So for all you people that <laughs> like tattoos tattoo. are bad, yeah. I'm getting a tramp stamp. No, I'm Get not. It. But no. <laughs> Jen, he'll get one. Like I was you like, do. no. <laughs> I was like, no. But I'm actually getting a tattoo, and I, I had this one thing that I was going to say, and then I was on the plane, and I heard my grandmother's voice, and she would always say to me, Jay, and she would call me Little Jay, mm-hmm. Little Jay, remember balance. And she would say, stay focused and encouraged. That's what my tattoo is going to be. Stay focused and encouraged. Stay the course. And no matter what I went through, so growing up in a big family, and I'm very transparent, um, at the age of 12, I was brutally raped um, by a man in leadership. And then from that point, um, very heartbreaking because I Mm -hmm. thought 
in my head when you when you go through trauma like that, um, it can cause you to feel like you 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 die. And I felt like at the age of twelve, I died that day. From that point on, oh my in God. my teenage years, I went through molestation. And so by the time I was 16, raising my brothers and sisters, my mom has MS. She's now addicted also to prescription drugs. And we're also first family. And so trying to carry that um, was very hard. By the time I was 18, I had given up on me. Um, I had checked out. Yeah. By 19, I proposed because I'm wanting to fix um, a problem in my mind mm-hmm. that this will make me a better man. Yeah, yeah. I need to get married. And this is what the crowd is telling me. So... Um, my wife, which is so amazing, of 15 years, she went through the journey of not feeling love because I didn't love myself because wow. I had died at 12. And so when I, I went through the, the process of going through churches and wearing a smile and always holding in the back of my head, stay the course. Stay the course. I don't know what course I'm on, but I, as long as I can see God, you know, as long as I can um, feel God, then I know somehow I can make it. So go through life probably about two years ago, I finally have like a mental breakdown um, because I've carried this for so long. Don't talk about it. Try to wear the the pastoral face. And um, I'll never forget when a mentor said, we need to go back to those chapters in your life and let the little boy breathe, let the teenager breathe, let the young man breathe and let him know that he's loved. And when I did that, I realized that I am capable of not just receiving love, but giving love on the verge of a divorce, going through hell in my mind, I find a community of great people. Church home, shout out, love you all. You all know who you are. Been to my house, eat the food, the good times. But it was community that really healed me. Um, And I learned that you can have healthy relationships. I learned that I'm a good man. I'm a good father. Um, And through that, I was able to finally give that type of love to Mm -hmm. my wife and my children. And now it bleeds into all of that. So I think about now, how do I stay positive? I don't somehow God put in me. I don't I believe that scripture that God will not put on you more than what you can bear. I don't believe that he wrote my storyline that this is what's going to happen to you. But just in case I've built something in you to be a testimony to others if you stayed the course. So even, this is my first time really sharing this. I know, Like, you know. I didn't know know you were going to go there. Yes. Just say, first of all, thank you. Mm -hmm. And that that is who you are. This is, you're this genuine man. And if that, if that's, if you telling just even, just a bit of your story doesn't inspire people listening right now, now I'd say check your heart, like get the paddles out. And because, I mean, if there's hope, if you can be who you are today, if Shannon, your wife, can be who she is today, out of just some of the hurt that you relate here, right. which is all, all it's, it's like tragic. Right. I mean, it's just, it's a testament, first of all, of God in our lives. Mm-hmm. And secondly, your your willingness to let go of the hurt that's happened to you. You know, I think there's a big difference between letting go and quitting. People right. who quit, it's an act of, it's an act of desperation, mm-hmm. hopelessness. Mm-hmm. Letting go is an act of faith and trust. Mm-hmm. It says, listen, I can only do so much. You had no control of what happened. No. But here no. you are, you know, like, all right, God, I'm going to let you somehow... And I love that you even said, like, you tried, you know, and when you first got married, it was like to try and fix it. Right. And we do that, don't we? Yes. We try and fix ourselves. Fix ourselves. You can't make it fix look yourself. Good. But God, mm-hmm. he's the great fixer. Right. I mean, That's if there's the a truth. fixer out there, it's God. And somehow, he somehow takes what is so terrible. Right. And somehow, and he didn't put that on us. I love that you said that. Mm-hmm. But he, he works it for good. Like, right. he somehow flips it around. It's just insane to me. A few days ago, the sun was actually coming through our blinds. So, like, it was, it you were asleep. 
quietly and it was like hitting you. And I literally rolled over and I saw you just laying there. And I had this thought went through my mind. Waking up to you never felt so real. Mm. And Aww. yeah, and I, but it really what I'm, I was like, we've been through so much. Like this isn't just, I'm not just rolling over in bed to a very beautiful woman, which you are. I'm not just rolling over in bed to someone like, hey, I love, we got married. Like, no, no, we've been through so much that it has made, like, it's never been so real. We're more, we have a bond yeah. that nobody has. So I kind of wanted to, if we could, in this episode of Coffee Talk, kind of revisit some of the things um, that have been very, very hard, but how those things, in yeah. retrospect, now this is 20, almost 23 years of marriage. So maybe if you're listening out there, whether you're married or whether you're in a committed relationship with someone else, um, we all go through hard moments. And I think sometimes those moments can destroy us or, 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 or. Mm-hmm. My hope and prayer would be, for us, this is what's happened to us. If we can take those moments, get through those moments together, and then what happens? You get through the other side of those moments. You have that together, it and that so actually deeper. brings it's you closer together, yeah. closer than you could have ever. You could have never been that close until you went through some of those pains, right? right. So you want to revisit some of them? I love to. Okay, can this we start first with the fight of all fights? Oh, okay. you know what I'm talking about. We're going there. Yeah, remember this: the fight of all fights. The fight of all fights. That was going to pretty much ruin us for good. <laughs> Started in one state, and ended in another. Went to another. <laughs> like it was a, it was a three state fight. It was an interstate fight. Okay, if you're married, you understand what I'm talking about. Like everyone has arguments. Totally. Um, this fight was about three, four years ago. It lasted. Well, it was probably a bunch of little fights leading up to it. It was like the one after um, 19 years of marriage. You know, 18 years of marriage where we were like, um, I actually, I, mean, I don't mind saying this. I don't know if we've said this before on the podcast, but we, I think we have. We, I, I left the house for three weeks. Mm-hmm. We separated. It's like 18 days. 18 days, yeah, to be exact. And it was because, I mean, it just hit DEFCON 5. We didn't even want to be in the same house together. We couldn't be in the same yeah. house together. Um, it started it in bad. It started in California. It, it it carried on to the plane. When we got home, I never went home. I drove to another city, almost out of state. And then it was just ridiculous. Yeah. And it was one of those things, you know, you have fights where you disagree and you get mad at each other. We all have those. Like it you was ridiculous, but it was so real. Like it was, it was, a, it was a season where it had built to this moment where we were kind of done. Would you go as far as say like it had to happen? Yes. Yeah. And I think the outcome is based off of the individuals who are willing to look at themselves and put in the work. So I look back And that was that was where we didn't know if we wanted to look at ourselves enough yeah. and do the work. I look back on that and I think of all the good that's come out of that. First of all, it was the first time I ever really got genuine official counseling that yeah. like changed our lives. And now now I am a fan of counseling. Like I'm like, dude, if go get counseling. Um I think also I look back like day 15. So we we did I didn't stay at the house. We stayed with friends. I stayed at Vic the Soundchick's place, and we, you know, we, and so, so did you. Vic the Soundchick's been there through You're it welcome. all. Yep. Um, but there was one night, like night fifteen, we would talk almost every day. We would meet maybe at a coffee shop, and we were trying to work through. Like we were, we thought it was going to end. Honestly, we thought it was going to end. And honestly, the first two days, I was angry about the whole like idea of being separated. But the truth is, is we just needed time apart. You know, you live with someone. You sleep in their same bed. You eat the same food. You go in the, you know, it's every single day. It was like. You work together. You work together. It yeah. it was like the best thing. After three days, I realized, okay, I need to get over this whole like separated word 
the truth is, is I just need time. Well, apart. that was our pride too. Like, yeah, we it don't is. Want it's your ego. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, we're. I'm separated. not that couple. We're not like, that couple. We don't yeah, have issues. Yeah, we kind of needed time. We no, needed we time apart, and I think people are scared to admit that and talk about. Had it. Had we not done it, we'd have lost it. Yeah, it I was, honestly it think was it was yeah. definitely. Um, but day huge. fifteen, you were like, "Do you want to come over tonight and we'll watch a movie? The kids are out with um, family and." We can make dinner together, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll do that." I'm like, "But I'm not staying." You're like, "Yeah, yeah." Well, you know, and so I came over. We did that, and one thing led to another. <laughs> you just—that's we made another to, baby. But the baby never came. <laughs> <laughs> it was impossible. I got fixed. Um, no, but and then I didn't say that. But mm-hmm. it was like I look back now, and like we've referenced that so many times. Fights. I can honestly say, before God, we've argued, we've had some fights, but it has never been what it was before that. Or it never has gotten to be that because we learned so much in it. And now we have that. Like you made a ton of changes. I made changes. I feel like you made more than I did. Not because you need to, but I, and I, it's okay. like when I roll over and I see you in that bed, I'm like, this woman has changed a lot, you know, for her. She's been, she's owned a lot. We've owned a lot. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And what should have broke us has made us stronger. If they could see, in the, if we, if you had videos right now, Ben is as tall as me, six one. We're both, you know, two two fifty plus. He's got a full beard, like this golden locks. You of wouldn't. Hair. He's not the kind of guy that you would stereotypically be like would go to counseling or would say counseling is yeah. good. But you would say that. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, like uh, I would say I started doing counseling about two and a half years ago, and up until that point, I've never done it. And I think counseling. Every, I remember you used to say you would never go to counseling. Yeah, right, right. Because, you know, like, it's, it's a typical male. Right, yeah. Like, oh, i got to be strong, whatever. Like, I get but, in touch with my emotions, talk to my inner child. Right, yeah, like, it's just it. like, yeah. and I, it's like innately, subtly taught to us through culture. Like, we don't even know, like, this toxic masculinity that's being taught to us. And so I started going to counseling, and it, like, changed my life. And a lot of people will go to counseling when... Hits the fan. Oh, there it is. Did it? There it is. It came out naturally though. We'll yeah. bleep it. Go ahead. Yeah. When the, when <laughs> hits the fan, people Again. they go to counseling. They're like, oh, I'm gonna deal with it now. But to me, I'm like, everyone should go to counseling right away and be preventative. So when mm. time comes, That's you're so right. you're already prepared. Like you know, couples go to counseling when things are bad. Go when it's good. So yeah. when things get bad, you've already started well, learning. Well, you've already started talking. And so it's very preventative. Why do we work out? So we're healthy when we're older. It's preventative. Why do we eat healthy? It's preventative. So when we're older. Yeah, I love and that. And so that's how I see it's counseling. It's a great, con- I love that so perspective awesome. on it. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I think this has been great. Um, when dad died, mm. we were standing by the grave. You'll remember this. It was raining. We were in Georgia and they're putting his casket into the ground. The, the the funeral was over and then the graveside ceremony was over. Someone had prayed, said a few prayers, Psalms 23, you know, your typical. And most people were kind of like either dispersing or talking away and you and I are standing by the grave just watching. And you ask me a question or you make a statement really. Um, it's one that absolutely changed the course of my life. At first, for the next nine months, it put me in a personal faith crisis. And it, you, I mean, it wasn't your question. But You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for that. But it kind of summed up what this whole experience was. Um, we've done a podcast earlier. I mean, if you go to, I think it's podcast number three or four in Coffee Talk, it's called this, we named it after this question. I'm literally almost done writing a book, looking for a publisher. And the last chapter of this book is the title of this question. And you said- Do I get royalties for any of this? <laughs> no, man, because it put me through hell. Um, but- it's here's what you said to me. You looked at me, you were 16 years old, through tears in your eyes. As dad's going into the grave, you say, Explain this to me. Explain this to me. And 
I didn't have an explanation. Talk, what did you mean? Now we're 32 years later. Oh, we're actually 16 years later. Yeah, I've, I realized it recently that I've now had more years not having a dad wow. than I did have a dad. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What did, do you remember that? What did you mean? What was behind that question? I know what I thought was. Right. Yeah. I hate to do this and break down this spiritual and amazing moment that you had. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I was wondering how the levy system worked. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, you're lying. You're I was fascinated. I was, fasc- I was fascinated how the casket suddenly no, started were. to go down. And, and I'm all like, we're cosmic pawns in the chess and the game Trump of life. And playing in the background, and I'm thinking, do they keep his body in there the whole time? Stop. Explain ben, this Ben, you're me. lying, right? No, no, this is not Oh, true. God. Oh, God. You mean my whole life is on a lie? I've been trying no. to explain it to you. Um, okay, I do remember. I do remember asking the question. Explain this to me. Um, I don't remember exactly why I. You asked were sixteen. It. You right. were in shock. But I can tell you this: we had um, we had believed for a miracle yeah. that Dad would get healed. We had believed for even a crazier miracle that the possibility that he could come back from the dead. I mean, yeah. in our faith and what we believe, that's Just something that's possible. It. Yeah, we went for it. And we went so hardcore. But at the time, mentally and emotionally healthy would have been like, but if it doesn't happen, what do we do? Mm-hmm. And we couldn't even, we didn't even, we, re- entertain. we, even we didn't entertain the, the thought yeah. of what if it doesn't happen? Mm-hmm. And I think we learned later with friends that have passed away, like, okay, if they do die, it's okay. Like right. we're going to survive. It's going to be okay. But at that point we literally were so hell bent on this is going to happen. He's not going to die or he's going to come back from the dead and everything. And then as I'm seeing it, I mean, even at the funeral, man, like yeah. I remember hugging yeah. um, friends that were bawling. I'm like, you don't even know. You don't even know. <laughs> right. He's coming back. And so <laughs> as the casket's going down, it was kind of like, yeah, he's not coming back. The reality hit. The reality, and you know, you, you were a mentor, and you are a mentor. Like, and you're my big brother. You know, I'm and sorry. So I was, did we get that? Did we get that on recording? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was the moment. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm sitting there with you, and we're looking down, and I didn't understand. It yeah. didn't make any sense because I was like, "Okay, God's gonna fix this," and it's like mm, he's not fixing this. Wow. And I think the reason that question hit me so hard at 26 and still today was because. I didn't understand. And I think, honestly, the key isn't to understand why. Right. The key is to understand who. And I think what we've learned over the years, and I, I, I know this is true for you, and we've all been on our own journeys, is that, you know, obviously, if you listen to the podcast, you know we're people of faith. We, we believe in something bigger than ourselves. That's something for us. I don't know what it is for you, but for us, it's God. And we have learned through life's trials and tribulations that God is good, even if the outcome doesn't seem good. Um, and I, I know we got to end, but let me ask you this. I've, I can definitely, and we, I've talked about this on podcast, so I won't do that. I've definitely learned and could say because of dad's death, as traumatic as it was, there's been good that's come out of it. When you said that to me the first year, I'd have punched you in the throat and then kicked you in the head, right? Like it's so, it was so patronizing. So like, violent. Yeah. <laughs> God works all things to good. <laughs> you know, God, Jason, um, calm down. Yeah. But it, but I, I definitely, I mean, yeah. I could say like, would you say that that's been true for you? You don't have to. Have you seen good come out of that for you? Wow, bro. Dad's dead. That's <laughs> Stop. I can't even. Wow. I didn't even know. <laughs> Look at you. Um, no. Yeah. So like I, I really, it's really crazy. I think if you want to, if you want to, 
and you let it, time heals all wounds. I really believe that. There's still scars. Yeah. And you can look down and you can see like, oh, I remember when I got that scar. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of good has come from. And can I just say, yeah, time does heal, but time doesn't remove the memories right. of the pain and the memories of what you did have. And I think that's the emotion that we relive throughout our entire life off and on. Yeah. But time does heal. And, and it's been a beautiful picture sitting on the side watching your life unfold. It's really inspiring. I just wanted to jump in really quick and say yeah, that. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers. Mm-hmm.